Welcome to Talking Jets. My name is Ryan and I'll be your pilot tonight. I am joined alongside my co-pilots. I have Matt O'Leary and Green Bean, the Jets fan. Boys, how you doing, Green Bean? I'm going to throw it to you first. I'm great, dude. Any day that you're in that hat is, is a great day for me. So we're starting with that. This is going to be awesome. I love it. Matt, how you doing tonight? Doing good, man. Love the love the t-shirt, by the way. Right. That's uh that's dope. Oh, love it. Hashtag yeah. the beat, support independent jets coverage. Burn. And uh we we're able to raise some money for St. Jude's, which is awesome. So uh much appreciated, as always. Nice. I love it. Boys and girls, we got a lot to talk about. Make sure you drop a like on the way in. We're gonna be giving away a shirt at the end of this stream for every 25 likes we get on this video. We're gonna pick a qualifier. Uh, to win at the end of the show. And if you're watching this or listening to this after the fact, fun fact, we do have uh, this in podcast version as well. So if you don't like watching the thing, it is available on the podcast thing. So you can, you can do that as well. Uh, but if you're watching this after the fact, all you have to do is leave a comment on this video and you'll be qualified for next week's t-shirt giveaway. All right, let's jump right into it. A hot topic from what it seems like. And that is the New York media attacks Zach's character. This has been an issue all season as far as the the, the beat really like breaking down and, and just beating up the Jets for everything they do. And this week really hit an all-time high, and that's with Willie Colon and Bart Scott and the SNY crew all uh, kind of attacking Zach's character. And I'm not going to lie, I have no desire to watch that postgame at all. I don't know how you guys are feeling. Matt, what are your thoughts on the whole uh media attacks Zach that I was legitimately caught off guard like I can't I don't know it's been years almost 10 years probably since I watched SNY for Jets post game coverage I know the crews changed over the years uh, I remember back in the day when like Ray Lucas was on and, and stuff like that and it, it was a much better program but uh, I haven't watched the latest version but I saw the clips of it and I was like genuinely taken back by it because it wasn't, it didn't feel like they were critiquing that play as much as they were going after Zach as a person, which was the, like that to me was the weirdest part saying he has a character flaw for making that mistake. And like later we found out after the game, what happened? Cause in the moment, yeah, I was upset too. I said, why are you running a quarterback sneak when you need two yards? That makes zero sense. But then after the game, when you hear it explained, well, it was the, the end of the round to Barry. Also, we didn't communicate well that it was supposed to go to him. And there was an option for a sneak and he took that instead. To me, that is your rookie quarterback, rookie head coach, rookie offensive coordinator, three guys who are all learning on the fly, making a mistake. You say, okay, fine. Learn from it. Move on. Don't do it again. It, it's not that Zach is selfish. It's not that he has a character flaw. It's not that he's spoiled. It's not that he has what do you call him spongebob legs or chicken let like it was just so weird and Dude, had a little feel crazy like, right green bean yeah it's crazy man green bean talk i didn't to mean us. to cut you off Go the, ahead. Uh, no 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 I, <laughs> I didn't mean to cut him i was just like agreement i would I, i'm vocal with my agreement that's all but uh yeah, Matt, uh, Matt's nailing it, man. I mean, look, number one, I haven't watched that show. I don't watch many 
shows like that. I just don't. I get my stuff like from the New York Jets about like uh, their their transactions, and I just don't. I don't need the opinions and stuff. But Bart Scott, I like the idea of Bart Scott for many years. Like he, you know, he's kind of like that former Jet, little bit of an edge to him, and you like some of that stuff. In my opinion, this is that group of guys, Leger Doosable, who was nothing more than a, a rotational player for us. Willie Colon was a good player for us uh, toward the end of his career, obviously on a very good offensive line. You'd like to think that that's our house. Like, so they're going to constructively kind of review stuff. You know, when you listen to uh, Miami post game, like, dude, they're, they're constructive. You go into Indianapolis or up north, like that's their house. They're not going to do that. And that was a, such a departure from anything that can be construed or considered as professional. It's just not like they're talking about a kid, a 22 year old kid who uh, I'll remind everybody has done everything the right way. He has, he has faltered. He has, you know, he has floundered. He's never once thrown one single person under the bus. He always takes it on the chin. He's begun to cut off the uh, the the beat writers when they try to get dramatic with him. You see him learning two interceptions in the past five or six games. I mean, guys, this is exactly the type of scenario that we would want to see for a rookie season. But on top of that, his character is probably the least in question out of any of the attributes that we could talk about where Zach Wilson is concerned. I mean, the, the, the guy has done everything the exact way that you'd want to do it. He had 15 sacks in three games. He was getting murdered out there. Did he ever say anything about anybody? No, Greg Van Roten blamed him. That's mm -hmm. what happened. So we've had all this sort of stuff and people are always, I mean, Matt put out a great thing. I, I don't know when you put it out or if you, I, I saw it today, but he put out a thing reminding us that we've been through this before with Zach Wilson, the spoiled rich kid shit that we had to deal with when, you know, before he was drafted. Do you really want this kid? He doesn't even wear a C on his chest. They've been after him the entire time. And it's really upsetting that this is, again, our house. These are three former Jets. If they don't want to say something critical, that's fine. But attacking his character. And then Willie Colon the next day was asked about it. And he said, Dude, he gave that traditional line when they don't know anything. He said he's never met Zach Wilson, and he does know some things, but he can't say them right now. That's yeah. somebody saying, I don't know shit. That's what that is. So for me, yeah, it, it bothered me, um, and I'm happy to see fans actually getting on their case. I mean, I saw it all over Twitter and everything, and, I, and it's like we're circling the wagons a little bit. Guys, if you don't see the need for the boycott, the beat, these types of guys included. If you haven't before, this is what guys like me, Ryan, and Matt have been seeing for years. Like, this is the stuff we're talking about. Again, it's why we're here in the first place. This is the stuff. They have no interest in giving you news. They have no interest in giving you anything positive to chew on. It's about clicks and ratings, upset the Jets fans at all costs, and they'll get their views. And I think I, I'm, I'm tired of it. I hope Jets fans are too. Um, Greenbean, you touched on some comments that Willie Colon made. Pat Dunn dropped in with a super chat, uh, said thoughts on Willie Colon's lame excuse on Carton and Roberts. Was that the, what you saw? Um, cause I, actually, uh, I, I think so. I was going to say, yeah, I, hear it, I, so I don't, I don't actually know what was said. 
Yeah, he said um, something to the effect. Maybe Matt can clarify. Uh, like again, like I'm just seeing stuff float by. I don't go to the post. I don't go to the Daily News. I don't. I don't go there to read this shit. So I did see it where he he kind of backtracked a little bit, and then but he did admit that he's never met Zach Wilson, which is a pretty key component into talking about somebody's character. I mean, from my standpoint, it's one of the things I hold uh, pretty important when I'm going to decimate someone's character. Uh, but he said that he knows things, but that he can't say that he won't say them right now. It's not appropriate to say it. like what? Oh, get the get the hell out of here! That's absolutely that ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. I'll give you my thoughts because, like, I when I heard that, I was like, "You've got to be kidding me!" Like, why are we we doing this? And I said on my post game, I was like, "Man, I was like, this is weird." Like, did Zach switch it to this? And then we we started hearing out a little bit more information, a little bit more information, and. For me, I, I wanted to kind of digest it. So we know it was two, uh, it was an option play. So he could either run it himself if the A gaps were clear, or he could hand it off to Berrios on the jet sweep. And we lost Greenbeam. He'll oh. <laughs> so be back. Um, so he winds up, he has the option. The A gaps were clear. They showed a still, I, I saw a still frame. A gaps were clear. Now you look at that and you realize that the, reason they're clear is because both defensive tackles lined up over the guards kind of angled themselves away to try and make it look like it was more open than it actually was. And they baited a young quarterback. That's what it was. Yep. Plain and simple. I put the blame 50% on Zach, 50% on, you know, LaFleur, Salah for even giving him the option to sneak it on a fourth and two like that. That to me seems like the silliest kind of thing, but look, I love the fact that Zach Wilson recognized the front saw, hey, I'm supposed to switch to this, just like the coaching staff told him to do. So I love that. Two, I want my quarterback to want to make that play at the end of the game. I don't want him to be like, oh, no, I got to hand it off. Oh, no, I got to do this. Now, don't get me wrong. I want him to make the right decision. But having your quarterback want to have the ball in his hands for that critical of a play, look what we saw last week with Trevor Lawrence. The dude ran out of bounds five yards before the the the, the touchdown that he clearly could have had. And then he winds up spiking the ball on third and one on the goal line. Like, come on. Like, rookies are going to make mistakes. Zach Wilson's was not as egregious as as other people are, are making it out to be. It, it absolutely drives me bonkers. Um, ugh, sorry. No, you're <laughs> right. I love it. Just ranting. Just ranting. Um, Ant Wanil's medal. Words. Uh, thank you for the super chat. He says, Bart. Uh, and Willie are jealous because they wish they had a guy like Zach quarterbacking their team on those stacked 2009, 2010 teams. Locker room was torn on Sanchez. I heard a rumor that uh, Bart, and I, I'll be honest, I don't watch enough of it, but it sounds like Bart was really on the um, Justin Fields train. So like he was kind of always sort of against Zach Wilson from the start. So it's not, I don't love seeing that. You'd like I to don't think. I don't know. I don't remember if he was on like Justin Fields or Sam Darnold, but more than likely that was the case. He didn't want Wilson, which whatever. But uh, the frustrating thing is this person brought up um, uh, Mark Sanchez. He called he called him Taco and Nacho. Like that's not like I don't know. Is that not that's that's absolutely like derogatory? <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, mean, I think right. Like or it's at least like super not nice <laughs> like, I, I don't know, I don't know. yeah and, and flipped off what was the the article in the post i think it was costello had it 
uh, where he was talking about Bart Scott wanting to boycott the media. Ironic. Uh, it was like <laughs> flipping off photographers and stuff like that. So, yeah, he's not the best at it either. Oh, it's just it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, Mutt Miles drops in with Super Chat says, Preach Green Bean. The New York media always dogs anything positive that happens with the Jets, especially with Zach. It was just a mistake from the quarterback, offensive coordinator, and head coach. That's it. Hope Zach goes for 4,500 yards and 45 touchdowns. Dude, you and us both. Yes. We all want to see that. I mean, look, I love what we're getting out of Zach. Like, if you could script a rookie season without having, like, the whole crazy – uh, you know, Lamar Jackson first year or the the friggin Herbert's last year, like all those types of like Mahomes first full year starting. Like if you get those stories out of the way and you just script, hey, how do I want this kid from a smaller school to adapt to an entirely new coaching staff and NFL and everything like that? Like this is how I'd want it to play out. I'd want to see game one and I'd want to see game 17, 18, whatever it is. And I want to see that there's growth from game one to now. And I have absolutely seen that across all facets of this team. I mean, yep. except for maybe the defense, but <laughs> yeah, kind of went backwards that way. But yeah. They also lost like, I don't know how many everywhere. starters. Yeah. Oh my God, dude. It's, it's ridiculous how many starters we wound up losing. I feel like we're on like, like safety seven and eight right now. Like, it's just a joke. You figure you lose Lawson, Joyner, Curry. Um, God, I mean, even throughout the year, you lost Davis for a little bit. Not that that was really that big of a thing, but then May. Huff. Huff, yeah. Nasir Dean was for a little bit. Who's the other? Sherwood we lost for the season. There was there was a lot. I mean, a, a lot of bodies. You, you, just, you just said it. You're pretty much your three edge rushers that you were supposed to have. How many games did Bryce Huff play this year? Five, maybe? Maybe. So Greenbean says he's here. Again, we're doing this thing again. Actually, no, no, that was that that was before. That was his other <laughs> text message from before. I say, where are you at? Is he okay? He might have lost it? internet. Rumor has it. Oh, there he goes. We got him. We got him. Bam! Yeah. Greenbean. So yeah, that was that was before, but it worked. I sent that text before, but it worked now. That's good. I was like, I was like, what the heck's going on? Did you see? <laughs> Sorry, you dudes. I was in mid something or other too, man. What are oh, you going to do? I was having a nice old rant about the, like, Zach Wilson and everything like that. I'll go back real quick. I don't know if you saw it. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Mutt said, preach green bean. The New York media always dogs anything positive that happens to the Jets, especially with Zach. Uh, it was just a mistake from the quarterback, offense coordinator, and head coach. That's it. Hope Zach goes for 4,500 yards and 45 touchdowns. So, yeah. We definitely want to see that happen as well. And, oh, no, do we have another freeze bean on our hands? Uh, Jonathan drops in with a super chat. There he is. Jonathan jumps into the super chat, says, no days off allowed, green bean. I'm working. Trust me. <laughs> it's all right. It's okay. I'm working on it. I got um, thrown back into the Stone Age, dude. I had nothing. It's like I'm ooh. surprised my lights didn't turn off. Do you guys <laughs> like everything have shut off? So. Anything more to add as far as the uh Zach Wilson media sort of circus goes? Greenbean, I don't know if you caught my my little rant at the end there. I was saying how I want my quarterback to want the ball in his hands 
in that situation, fourth and two. I don't want it to be like Trevor Lawrence where the guy runs out of bounds or, or spikes the ball on third and one. Like rookies are going to make dumb mistakes, but like right. Zach Wilson plays with pride. I don't, you know, I'm, I have his back a hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, that's what, that was my thought. I'm like, wait a minute. You, isn't that the biggest thing you want a guy who wants the ball in his hands with three seconds left? That's, that's an old adage. It means something good. It, it's a positive. So how they spun that. I mean, again, man, the only thing I can really say is this has been consistent for years, guys. This has been uh, the beat writers. It's been every show, Francesa, Mike and the Mad Dog, you name it. Every single show, their design, their business model is to rile you guys up to get us fired up. National media does it. Like Shap last year wrote one article. Why did he do that? Because he knew that Jets fans are the most responsive, that if you get us angry, we make them millions. So we have to stop responding to them, man. If you hate feeling like shit all day, then leave, then leave these guys in your past. Unfollow them, block them, all that stuff, and you'll never hear it again. And then we can tell the Jets what what's really going on and how much we support him and everything. That was a great ass game. And we lost the young team got beat by the wise old vets in the last minute. What do you, you know what I mean? Hey, shit happens. Yep. Yeah. You know, no, absolutely. You can't, can't oh, get on these kids. Good I, yeah. I just, it was a great game, man. If you guys are just dropping in, make sure you hit that like button on the way in. We're going to pick a qualifier for every 25 likes we get on this video. Uh, someone's going to win a shirt at the end of this stream. If you're watching this after the stream is there, just drop a comment down below and you'll be entered into next week's t-shirt giveaway uh, as well. So make sure you have that. Um, all right, let's switch gears a little bit. Braxton Barrios should not be re-signed. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> like, I'm, no. Braxton Barrios, 10 touches, 77 yards, two touchdowns. We got word yesterday, uh, rumors coming out that he and the Jets are working towards a contract extension. He is playing out the final year of his three-year, two-ish million-dollar deal or so. Um, so, again, 10 touches, 77 yards, and two touchdowns. This guy has been our most reliable target the entire season, just from point A to point B, the kickoff returns, the punt returns, the, the jet sweeps, the quick slants, all that stuff. Berrios has absolutely thrown me shades of Wayne Corbett and I absolutely love it. I want Braxton Barrios back in green and white. Uh, Contract-wise, I'm thinking somewhere around whatever Darren Sproles kind of got. He was in that four to five million dollar range. Maybe you increase due to inflation. I said three years, eighteen million was kind of where I would peg Barrios. Oh, wow. If you want to say a little bit lower with escalation up to that, I'm fine with that too. Green Bean, what are your thoughts on Barrios? I think. Well, number one, I think uh, you know we were critical of him. Uh, early going not to say we didn't like him i think most of us liked him but like for example uh the second game against the patriots our our home opener when he was the most targeted receiver i think it was 11 targets 10 targets something like that i had a problem with that uh in the beginning of the season but the guy has shown up every single week um has dealt with the rotation carousel of wide receivers starting over him and he's been consistent the whole year Minimal drops, great on special teams, uh, and uh, and I think he's he's earned it, man. He's he's the guy who came from the bottom rung. There was even talks about Vincent Smith or Jeff Smith pushing him off the roster. Uh, that is no longer the case, and I think that it's good news that we're talk talking about extending him. I think he absolutely deserves it. I think you got to do it before he hits free agency because somebody's going to overpay. 
I think that the Patriots would love to steal him back uh, from us, and they would be willing to give him an extra little bit to do that specifically to us, and uh, we can't let that happen. So I think 3-4-18 is going to be a little bit low. I think that's the floor. Uh, I'd be very happy with that. You know, there were guys saying, you know, uh, to me, you can't pay him more than $3 million a year. I said, then say goodbye to him, man. It's, it's not happening. I mean, it's just not happening. Uh, three for 18 would be great. I think it's probably going to be three for 23 kind of a thing, 18 guaranteed. That's what I think. Uh, but I'd like to see four years, four year, you know, fourth year voidable by the Jets kind of a thing, uh, front load the, the contract to smear it out a little bit. But I'd like to see Barrios back, and I'm thinking somewhere around seven and change uh, per year. Don't forget, he's more than likely going to – I mean, he's going to compete for the starting third wide receiver, uh, maybe starting slot with their desire to push more to the X. Uh, So I could see it, man. I think his special teams and his third string wide receiver, uh, he's an impact. So I wouldn't have any problem with it. I say get him – get it done. So I definitely think that – the the contract wise for for Barrios, Crowder was signed for three years, twenty eight and a half million dollars or so. Um, I would be surprised if it if it got that high, but I do think you're probably right, Greenbean. It's probably going to be a little higher than people want. You'll get people a little fired up. I think he's going to compete for the third wide receiver slot to start, but I do think we bring in a rookie or we bring in a free agent in some capacity, and I do think it's going to be Davis player that isn't here yet, Elijah Moore, uh, as our main three receivers with Berrios uh, kind of being that fourth receiver that's going to see the field 50% of the time anyway, or starting at the beginning of the season while the rookie or new player kind of gets their feet sort of wet. Uh, Matt, your thoughts on Braxton Berrios? Um, I think you guys are coming in a little bit high for me. And I'll explain. I want to bring him. I want to bring him back. I think he was. I think he's been a great special teamer, and I think he'd be a really good wide receiver for next year. But I wouldn't be able to justify paying my fourth receiver six or seven million dollars a year. Five, five and a half. Okay, you could you could sell me on that. I think six or seven's getting up there a little bit. And another another reason why I don't. I'd be concerned if he's part of the Jets starting wide receiver trio next year mm-hmm. would be that they would be relying on two receivers under five ten, Um, and I just don't think that you're going to be able to succeed in the, in the offense that way. I think you're going to need a bigger guy on the outside with Davis and have more mix in, uh, in the slot and outside and have Barrios kind of spell him. And I mean, let's be honest, injuries happen all the time. Your fourth wide receiver needs is going to play and play a good amount. I want him back. I think it, you know, makes all the sense in the world to bring him back. But if we're talking about seven million dollars for a fourth receiver, that that's a, that's a lot of money. It is. I'm looking at the uh, the wide receiver contracts right now. I don't know. I wish they had numbers next to like ranked one, two, three, four, five. But you're probably talking if you give him seven million dollars, he's just below Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley's contract. Uh, I believe it was three years, twenty nine million, or is it four years, twenty nine? I guess it's four years, twenty nine million. Let's see, one, two, three, four. Yeah, four years, twenty nine million dollars from the Bills. Um, maybe you consider that more of what Crowder uh, should have got. Now we did see Joe Douglas restructure Crowder's deal down to a five point five million dollar deal, so that's probably more in line with position wise 
what Douglas would like to pay. Uh, Greenbean, what are your thoughts on Douglas renegotiating with Crowder and how does that affect Barrios's contract, if at all? Well, I, I, have we got any reports that they're going to do that? I mean, I think that um, I would love Crowder back. You no, know, no, no, I, no, no, I would no. love to keep, you know, I mean, I, Keelan Cole can go, uh, whatever they're going to do with Denzel Mims. Focus, Greenbean. Sorry. Crowder renegotiated last year. All right. Down I was to listening. 5. I promise. Or not last year, but beginning of the season, like August. Oh, down he did. Down to 5.5. Down from his like oh. $9 million Okay. a year um so do you think douglas wants to pay someone yeah. for that type of role yeah he was making just about 10 Ooh. yeah i look i i think that uh, i mean look i don't disagree with matt am i even here today i don't know I've, i'm like frozen just, and everything I, it feels like everything. you're like <laughs> all right so Greenbean, let's focus jameson crowd yeah i'm with you Three-year, $28.5 million deal. He was in the final part of his deal going into this year. He renegotiated his contract down from that like nine to $10 million figure down to 5.5 million. So my question is, do you think that uh, Joe Douglas wants to pay someone more in that $5.5 million range as opposed to where we may think that that Barrios might uh, deserve? I don't know if that made sense. Yeah. Well, look, and I think the, the precedent is there. You know what I mean? Like Joe Douglas likes to get his deals. You know what I mean? And, and he's probably going to try that, of course. Uh, and I have no problem with it. But I think Berrios is also a, an, an ace special teamer as well. And I think uh, he's the kind of guy that, you you know, has worked his way up. It, it would it sets a real tone. Like when guys say we got to start keeping our own, like Berrios is the guy that was an afterthought. By, for, by most people, he was just a guy on the team. You know, he fit a role here. He did something there. Jack of all trades kind of a guy. And he's really kind of stepped up and become something on this team. Very reliable. So I think when you pay a guy like that, and I'm not saying to break the bank, but I would, I could totally see a $7.5 million a year because he, he does have a dual role. Uh, he's the he's the punt returner. He's the kickoff returner, and he's a even if he's like Matt said, the fourth wide receiver. I think seven point five for that. Um, when you want to set that tone and tell people, hey man, I don't give a shit who you are on this team. You work, you come in, and you perform, and you succeed here. Like we're gonna take care of you. I don't give a shit what your pedigree is. I think that'll set a nice tone, and I think that's what Jets fans have been talking about for a long time. Like pay the guys that you need to pay. And I think uh, Berrios is that guy. Yeah. When I'm looking at uh, other receivers, so Jameson Crowder, five and a half million, uh, Keelan Cole, five and a half million. So I guess five and a half million is probably where Doug is going to want to be. Now I do think that the salary cap going up could skew that slightly, uh, but hopefully they can get them kind of locked down there. Uh, Let's see. Yeah. Garcus bloodlust. Thank you for the super chat says the problem is more can do everything Braxton Barrios can do. And we would be taking away touches from more if we design plays for Braxton Barrios. That's my only no. concern. I don't think anyone wants to take away touches from Elijah Moore. I think the idea is you bring back Braxton Barrios. So that way you can use him as kick and punt return and wide receiver four. So that way you're not injuring a player that might be more valuable. Like not, not saying that Braxton Barrios is not valuable, but having him 
do kick and punt return and also be your starting wide receiver is you're asking, you're, you're kind of playing with fire there. Um, not to mention Matt said it before. I think most of us would like to see Berrios spell more, not, uh, not take away reps from more. Obviously we spent a second round pick on more. We think his ceiling is incredibly high. I would be very surprised if, uh, if we did see that, uh, at all. So I, I yeah. don't think we're going to be pulling anything away from Elijah Moore. Uh, Alex drops in with a super chat. Alex says, do you guys think the jets should go for Stingley? It's more important to build around Zach. Uh, like I'd like Linderbaum Williams, Arnold, Ibikiti, blah, 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 however you say that name. Uh, Matt, if you know how to do it, chime in. Uh, Kyler Gordon is the other one. So I, I don't know who the last three are, so I apologize. Um, but I do understand the the concept of the question itself, and that's do you load up on offense again, help Zach, and then worry about defense later on? And that's kind of where Joe and I were, were having a discussion yesterday. We're like, man, it's going to be interesting um, how that kind of – works next year because if you're going and you're going all offense you're expecting this defense to be pretty bad like you're getting loss and back maybe you bring back joiner i don't think curry ever plays again so you really need to infuse this defense with with talent but if you're saying hey we can get safety talent in rounds three four five we can get linebacker talent in three four five and then you want to just say go uh i don't know tackle or guard uh high wide receiver high uh tight end in the second round with like Trey McBride and then, you know, insert whoever else you want in the, in the second round. It's interesting to, to kind of think that way. I'm probably somewhere in the middle. I would say safety is a position I would kind of like to address in free agency. I don't, I don't want to say I don't love the idea of Hamilton, but the, the more I kind of think about it, the more I don't necessarily want to risk taking him that high. Um, I think for me, depending on where we fall, if we're sitting at number four, I would much rather trade down from four into the early teens or so, try to pick up a first for next year and take a receiver, a linebacker, a guard there, and then draft our edge rusher with the Seattle pick, depending on where that is. I think it could fall as far as 12 or 13, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but as far as Stingley, no, I do not want Stingley uh, at all. So, uh, Matt, what are your thoughts on Stingley? And do you think it's more important to build around Zach? What would you uh, kind of approach this draft pick or selections with? Yeah, I'm not taking uh, secondary in the first round. I just that's not how I want to build this team. Um, I think Stingley has a chance to be a good player. There is risk involved because he had injuries in his college career. So that scares me a little bit. Um, I would either say go if you're going to go defense high. I would say edge because this team desperately needs another one on the other side of Carl Lawson, who didn't get to play at all this year. Um, or if you want to go on the offensive side, then I would go O-line like Evan Neal and a wide receiver and try to make life really easy. I'm very much so a proponent of taking a wide receiver with the second first. Um, but there's many different ways that you could skin this cat, I feel like. Completely agree. Greenbeam, what about you? How are you feeling about Derek Stingley? And is it more important to build around Zach in the early stages of this draft? Yeah, I like how Matt said it. With There's so many ways to skin this cat. Um, I'm not a big fan of taking Stingley or a cornerback in the first. You guys know the only 
The only defensive back I would take in the first is Hamilton. Um, I get why people don't want to, and I and I'm there as well. But I, other than him, I would rather go numerous other ways. I'm also warming up to the idea of the wide receiver thing. Um, I'm really hoping they do go defense. Like I would love, like hypothetically, Hutchinson and Nicobe Dean or Devin Lloyd, like that. I would love that first round. If they decide to go wide receiver, I'm fine with it. But I wouldn't take Stingley. Um, let's see what else we got going on. I saw another one in here. Where did it go? Sorry. Trying to do multiple things all at once does not work. Uh, Matt, so Greenbean and I last week, uh, did a fun thing after about, I guess, what would you say, Greenbean? It was probably around nine o'clock when we started this. Uh, we each found a mock draft and we pulled it up and we showed it on the screen and we were just kind of dissecting it and seeing like, okay, how we kind of go through everything. I, it was a blast. It was a lot of fun. So okay. if, if while I'm talking yeah. and kind of doing all this stuff, if you want to find one green bean, if you want to find one, we'll share our screens around nine o'clock or so. And then we'll, we'll kind of go through some mock drafts and things that are kind of popping up. Uh, uh, a Jets one or a first round one? First round one. Okay. So we'll do a first round one. We could, we could say first two rounds. If you happen to find a mock draft that has the first two rounds, we'll go into those top four picks. Um, all American, no, not American, all American. That's eh, kind of like that. Uh, all I, <laughs> sorry, I wanted to ask this last night and I'm sorry if it was mentioned already, but what about a one year deal and give Will Fuller a shot? Free agent, I believe. Will Fuller is a free agent. I don't trust that he's going to be healthy. And I think my uh, biggest concern, or not, I shouldn't say biggest concern, my biggest attribute that I want to look for in players in this draft and in free agency is health. Uh, unless you're getting someone that's so astronomically talented at such a discount that it's worth having. I, I would much rather have healthy guys that are slightly worse than Will Fuller than bringing him in for whatever the amount is and having him sit on the sideline the entire time. Uh, Greenbean, what are your thoughts on Will Fuller? Yeah, I think, I mean, I love the way it was just said about the health. I mean, we're the Jets and we're injury prone uh, as an organization. So I think if somebody has an injury history, just take them off your list. Like, that's how I see it. We need guys that have never been injured before to come in here and make it. Maybe by then our medical team's benefit will start to settle in. But um, I, I say I say no to, to Fuller. What about you, uh, Matt? I found a mock draft that I absolutely hate, by the way, so I can't wait. This is going to be awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I really totally. like mock draft. <sighs> We got to come up with some kind of cool name for this because it's not. <laughs> I don't know. I'm excited, Matt. Tell me your thoughts on Will Fuller. Um, I listen. Will Fuller, when he's actually on the field, is extremely talented. The guy never, ever, ever freaking plays ever. Um, so I'm gonna pass on Will Fuller. I think uh, I think we're all on board there. But thank you so much for the super chat, dude. Um. It's good thought. Good thought nonetheless. Always got to have every stone unturned. Jack Filipowski, thank you so much for the super chat, says trade Seattle pick with Philly for two of their first take Carl Loftus, a wide receiver and a linebacker. Yeah, everyone that wants to trade down is talking about the Eagles and getting two first round picks, Jack. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I think it's. I think it would be very uh, surprising if we wound up with an additional first this year, I think what's going to happen if you want to get value and trade down, trade down from number four, talk up the quarterbacks, get someone to jump in front of the giants. 
Um, maybe that Seattle pick winds up in front of the, the Panthers and you sort of have a similar type of situation, but I would rather move back from four. That could possibly be more of a no man's land and slide back, get a first for next year. I don't care. I don't need any more picks this year. I would much rather move down and accumulate picks in future years. Um, aside from like the first initial first round pick that you'd wind up getting. Um, so I guess, Matt, could you see the Jets trading down with the Seattle pick? And do you think Philly would bite on giving up two firsts? Yeah. The reason why I was kind of like stretching and like almost concerned, like what is, why, why is Philly looking to trade up? What are they trading? So they just traded up last year. So in, in the mock draft that I, I pulled up their most, so they have at number 14, they have them taking Nakobe Dean at number 21, or sorry, at number 19, Chris Alave at number 21, Ahmad Gardner. Sauce Gardner. Um, I would say, I mean, maybe you get 19 and 21 for number seven right now. Like, that's an interesting thought. You take your edge rusher at four and then, you have two other. I mean, I would do that. That's interesting. I don't. I don't think. What? Yeah. What's Philly coming up to get though? That's that's really the issue. Right. Like they're not coming up to. I don't think they're coming up to get a quarterback. They they're gonna make. They're a playoff team this year. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they're a surprise playoff team. I don't think they're gonna do any damage. But mm-hmm. I I don't see them as a team that's gonna come up and and try to try to make a move like that. I just don't. Yeah. That's kind of my thinking as well. When I'm looking at teams that would want to move up, I'm looking at teams like uh, Washington uh, at number nine. I'm looking at maybe the Broncos at 11, depending on what happens with the whole Russell Wilson and and, uh, Aaron Rodgers situation. Maybe the Saints at 15, the Steelers at 17. Um, Got to get the Panthers. The Panthers. Well, so the Panthers are all at six. If the Panthers want to jump from six to four and give us something nice to, to leapfrog the Giants, I'd be all about doing that. Right. Take Sam. We'll take Sam and a first. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. <laughs> Absolutely not. Not happening. But uh, Greenby, what are your thoughts on the uh, Philly two first round picks for, for our No, I, I agree with Matt, man. I mean, like the thing, it's always fun to talk about this stuff. And, you know, if anybody loves it, it's me. But when you're talking about trade ups or trade backs, you have to realistically look at why would the team we're talking about want to trade up? Who's there for them? And I don't see it either uh, for Philadelphia. I mean, I don't see, I mean, two first round picks is in, in just immensely valuable uh, when, unless you're going up for a quarterback or something that you desperately need that you can't get later in the draft. I, I don't really see it. Um, I would definitely consider it, you know, uh, two first round picks for your, you know, we have two already. So getting two out of one there. And being able to still have one high first round pick, I think that would be a slam dunk in most instances. But I don't think it's realistic uh, to ponder. We'll play with it, I'm sure, this offseason once or twice, but I don't see it really happening. Absolutely. Uh, Justin Rivera, thank you so much for the super chat. He says, I hope we go heavy on defensive back and free agency. Reed, JC Jackson, Joyner. So the draft, we can go defensive end, wide receiver, tight end, inside, offensive line. First four picks in that order. JC Jackson is definitely my highest corner that I would like to get. I think pulling away someone from a division rival creates a spark that you don't get by signing a free agent from another team. Because you have two more, you have two games a season where this guy's going to be more juiced up trying to prove to his old teammates that he's better than them. Not to mention JC Jackson gets his hands on like every 
football. So I really, really like that. Um, as far as Joiner, I would love to bring Joiner back. Uh, Reed, Reed, which Reed is he talking about? Ed Reed. Ed Reed. Yeah. I don't think right. Ed Reed. That right. sounds like it's probably Reed and Lofton, man. Ed Reed might be, might be wrong, but anyway, okay. So we could draft defensive end, wide receiver, tight end, inside into your into your offensive line. Um, I would say those are definitely the. I would say those are definitely the top four picks. I would like to go whether or not they're in that order. Edge, I would say yes. Um, tight end is probably in the right spot. I think wide receiver and offensive line are probably interchangeable for me. It just depends who's on the board. Uh, Matt, what are your thoughts on going defensive back heavy in free agency so we could go defensive end, wide receiver, tight end, O-line in the draft? Uh, we figured it out. The chat helped us out. It was uh, Justin Reed, R-E-I-D, the safety of the Texans. Uh -huh. There it is. Okay, that makes way uh -huh. more sense. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. My brain's in compute. The chat's a lot smarter than I am. Sorry, what, what was your question? Uh, the question was, was it on this order? Defensive back heavy with uh defensive back heavy in free agency and then in the draft go edge wide receiver tight end o-line o-line in that order um i do think that you need to you know supplement your secondary and free agency i would say for for safety and corner i'm in the sign one draft one mm -hmm. category um but not with one of the first two picks you can sell me on starting to look at those positions in the second round um and i think you could probably find a tight end in the third round who could be an impact right away that's another position that i want to sign one draft one um but yeah that that this is a good plan and i like the i i like this uh one from justin here the db heavy uh, and then go defensive end like Karloftis, Williams, McBride, and uh, in interior offensive lineman. That could be awesome. I mean, what about you? Where you stand on defensive backs in free agency and then edge receiver, tight end, O-line in the first four picks of our draft? Well, how badly do we need to go? I mean, heavy on defensive backs. I mean, I guess if we're talking about safeties and stuff like that, but don't forget – this is literally, if all the juniors declare, this is literally the strongest safety class, deepest safety class in 20 years. So you, you don't let that pass you and, and then go overpay an older dude when you have just a pool of, of talent uh, for the cheap, whether it's a first-round pick or second-round pick, maybe not, but there's going to be excellent safeties in the third through fifth as well. Uh, you're going to be able to get some some really good value there. So I I would say, I mean, if you want to get one cornerback, but I like Michael Carter, the second, I like Bryce Hall. I'd love to see like that really good lockdown corner with him. But again, I, I don't see that as the priority. I think edge, aren't we ready to have an actual linebacker in here with CJ Mosley? Like, I mean, we watched 16 games. I mean, you know, we see Micah Parsons, we see what these guys do. Like I miss the days of having like fearsome linebackers, man. And then, uh, you know, if we want to bring Joyner back, great. I don't, you know, one year, see what he does. I mean, sadly, we didn't see him for more than five minutes. Mm -hmm. um, but again, I think safety should be addressed in the draft. And I also think edge with our first pick should more than likely be addressed in the draft. And But I'd also like to see linebacker in the draft. So I don't know. I like our cornerbacks. So I don't know how heavy I'd go. But uh, yeah, that's what I got. 
So I got a bone <laughs> to pick with you, Green Bean. You said the best safety class in the last 20 years. What happened to Jamal yeah. Adams, Malik Hooker, Marcus May, and Buda Baker? That's four right there, and I'm sure there's probably others in that draft class. That That's was four good, right there. That was a good draft. Yeah, top, top that was a good round, one. Four big safeties. Sure. Um, sorry. Yeah, no, I'm with you, man. Look, you can have five, four, five, six. I mean, look, there's a there's four or five uh, highly regarded edge rushers in this class, and this is not considered a deep edge class. It's a, it's top heavy, you know. So, um, not to say there won't be good ones later, but it's not considered a strong edge class. It's strong up top, like the premium edges are 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 you know legit. And but once they're gone off the board, it's like a cliff. It falls off a cliff. Uh, safeties, you're going to be able to get starting quality safeties in, in the fourth, fifth round. That's what we're talking about. Um, Brett Unger, thank you so much for the super chat. Uh, let me see if I can get it actually pulled up on the screen. Hold on. Sorry. I put it in the wrong spot. I'm bad at this. I wish they would let me hold down, like have a separate area for super chat so I can actually like keep them in the uh in the chat a little longer all right bam so oh sorry i missed the b benji unger uh thank you for the super chat says i think people see the tape on hamilton they will change their mind the dude is a freak and his energy is a plus i'm not totally against hamilton i'm just very cautiously um Ah, no, you know what? I'm look. I I don't want to have to pull the trigger on Hamilton. I think if I had to pick my top three pick or like my top four or five situations that would happen, Hamilton is like the fifth one. It's I'm taking Hutchinson, then uh, Thibodeau, then Neal, then trade down, then Hamilton is probably. I, I don't even know if Hamilton's my fifth option. Like I might go Karloftis or, or Ojibo at that point. Um. I don't know. Matt, what are your thoughts on, on Hamilton at all? Are you like kind of dead set against safety that high up? Two words. Luxury. Luxury. <laughs> position. No, this is not, mm. this isn't what the, what the jets need to do. Uh, and especially with how they're going to try to play defense, they want to rush the passer and get after the passer. Um, I Hamilton could be generational, all he wants. I think he's going to be a good player in this league. But how many times have we heard this story with this with the Jets specifically? Oh, player X fell to them. They got this generational player. Leonard Williams was generational. Jamal Adams was generational. Quinny Williams was generational. That's three generational players since the 2015 draft. And they made the playoffs zero times since then. So I'm really tired of these generational players that maybe don't fit the need of what the Jets are actually looking for. And now I know you traded Leonard Williams. So Quinn Williams, yeah, he's been, he's been good. Pay him all that stuff. Fine. But I, I'm, I'm over it, man. I, and we have a long way to go still. And people like Kyle Hamilton. We don't, we don't me. have any safeties. We don't have any safeties though. None. So you're going to spend a Unless top you, five pick on a safety agreement. I'm just saying, Hey, it's like, like you said, when you're talking about luxury picks and I totally get what Matt's saying, but when you talk about a luxury pick, it's not a position that you've started eight different people at this year and literally are signing people off the street and they're and they're starting for you three days later. I mean, we need somebody there. We we've been uh, picked on back there. You know, we've had very little success with that position this year and we need one. So maybe look, you know, you don't want to use your first on it. That's fine. But luxury, I think, is a bit is a bit off because we don't have any. 
Jordan, you know, we don't have any safeties. Take Jordan, take Jordan Battle at 35 for that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. If you guys want to read, you want to hear some good stuff. Dom C wrote an article on my webpage that is fantastic. He breaks down, I think, five or maybe six safeties, two of the top ones, a mid round guy and a sleeper. And it, it's amazing. You want to get to know some guys. He did a great job. But that's the thing, man. It's like, I look, I'm with it. You don't want to take Hamilton in the first. Nobody else is a first round safety. You can start thinking about the Jordan battles of the world. Uh, the Fiskers of the world, second, third, fourth, and that would be fine. But as long as we get one, you know what I mean? We need one. We need a young safety in here. Uh, Patrick Dunn, thank you so much for the soup chat. Patrick says, public service announcement, Dan Feeney can play center. I, no. Look, I'm not oh, – I know. I, I, overreaction. No. Absolutely get him, Matt. He ran the ball down their throat, and we went <laughs> – uh, we didn't go right up the gut. But, look, Close he went up against Vita Day, and he played all right. His His run blocking – was very good pass blocking, not so much, but it's okay. Like backup center, I'm okay with Dan Feeney. He's a glue guy. He's got the mullet. He goes to the Islander games, Matt. I know you love him. Come on. I want to dr- I want to get blasted with Dan Feeney. I don't want to watch him play center. Ever. Hell yeah, right. That's the guy. That's the guy, man. You want to have a good time. Start, yeah. but as a depth player, <laughs> I think he's more than fine. What about what about the bad snap on third down? That was killer. That sucked. Look, it was awful. It's horrible. That's why he's a backup. Maybe we shouldn't get hurt. <laughs> that, that's true. I don't. The point right. is, I don't want him starting for this team. If he, he could, he could be totally. the backup. They could have all the awesome social media stuff. He'd go to the Islander game, smash beers on his head. But I don't want him starting. Overreaction, Pat Dunn. Fair enough, Greenby. What are your thoughts? Yeah, and look, and if he comes, and if he comes in for two games, like that's what you want your backup to do. Do you want him to come in, hold the fort for a game, two games, and then go back? To the background. That's what you want your backups to do. And hopefully we never see him again. You know what I mean? After this week. Fair enough. Uh, Green Bean, make sure you pull up a mock draft. Matt's got one right now. I can't. All right, I'll try. My internet is so fickle. I don't even have uh, the YouTube open. But anyway, all right, I'll try. Where are you going, Matt? It's all right. Matt and I can go back and forth and we could all talk about it. So don't worry about it, Green Bean. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kyle. I'll try. Hold on. Kyle drops in with a super chat, says, I'm sure JD will have a good draft. However, I'm concerned he won't be as aggressive as we need him to be in free agency. He can be reserved when it comes to free agency. Kyle, ever since Joe Douglas has gotten here, he has told us exactly what he's going to do. He's going to build this team through the draft. And he's going to supplement it through free agency. And I think that's what we're going to see. I don't think he's going after anyone big. I don't think you're going to see him go after uh, Devontae Adams, uh, Allen Robinson, I, like I, none of those really, really big name guys. I'd be very surprised if you saw him do that. Now, I would say that draft wise, I do think he'll be, well, I'll say he'll be fine. Just like Kyle says, free agency wise, I think he has a better understanding this year of what we need for next year. Like I think free agency last year was, okay, let's get some guys that Robert Sala, Mike LaFleur, Jeff Ulbrich really like. And we could bring them in, help, but we want to grade this roster in this new 3-4, in this new zone blocking scheme. And you kind of sort of hold your chips a little bit until you know what you want to spend your money on. Um, I think Douglas will spend some money this offseason. It's not going to be on anything crazy. I think the the peak contract you're going to see is somewhere around Carl Lawson, maybe uh, Corey Davis, like somewhere in that 13 to $15 million a year. I don't think we see anyone higher than that i'd be pretty surprised um but look i'm looking forward to the draft uh, i really am green bean what are your thoughts on joe douglas's approach do you think he'll do well in the draft 
And then do you think he will be aggressive in free agency? Uh, and how do you feel? How, how do you feel how he has handled free agency so far? Well, before the season, uh, a lot of us, myself included, were saying that this was one of the quietly more sound free agencies that we've put together. Now, a lot of those guys got injured, you know, obviously Carl Lawson, Vinnie Curry, Ronald Blair, those types of guys. But uh, we thought that it was a pretty good free agency. It was quiet. He didn't get the uh, Thunies of the world and, and all that, which a lot of fans wanted us to, you know, the Galladay's. But I think we did a really good job. Um, again, a lot of those guys stay healthy, and it's a and it's a different story. But I think that Joe Douglas might be a bit more aggressive this year because we already have our quarterback, and our and our quarterback has played for a year. So it's kind of now we're in that window. You know what I mean? Now we're in that rookie quarterback window that a lot of teams try to really make a push and and get it done during those years. So I think that we might see a little bit more. Uh, aggression from him than we've seen in the past. Uh, that said, just like I think you said it, Ryan, I'm not thinking. Um, how, uh, what's his name? Adams is coming here, and I don't think he's going to go to that tier. But I, I do think that he might bring in a little bit more uh, top tier type talent uh, than we've seen in the past. And I think he's done a great job, man. You know, I mean, I don't love everything, dude. I, I really don't. But I think he's done a really, really good job managing the drafts, both of them. I still like the 2020 draft class. I know I argue about it every single day on Twitter. I'm not ready to write him off. It looks rough. It does. I'll give him that. Uh, but I'm still a big Becton fan and on and on and on. So, uh, But last year's draft class is, is doing great, man, doing great. And there's a lot of guys like the Nasraldines, uh that are uh, still, developing. still developing. You know, We have Hamilcar Rashid. And all that. So I think he's done a good job and I'm, I'm really psyched about this draft. We have, we have a lot of capital up top and I can't wait to use it. I think when you look at the 2020 draft and you, you want to be critical of Joe Douglas, I think if you want to sort of gauge what his approach was, it looked like he went for like freak athletes. Cause he wasn't sure what, I don't want to say he wasn't sure what was going to go on with uh, Adam Gase, but you look at Becton, you look at Mims, you look at, uh, Ashton Davis, at least those first three picks are all very high athletic, high motor type guys. Um, I don't know. I, I think he, he kind of had a method to the madness. It just didn't really work out the way, uh, you know, we had planned. So hopefully he can have more of the 2021 draft and not more of the 2020 draft. Matt, what are your thoughts on Joe Douglas being aggressive in free agency? Um, I think he has to be smarter in free agency. Like for instance, Gerard Davis being your first free agent signing is it, it's bizarre. I don't know why that was uh, a, such a priority and they barely got anything from him. Um, fear prior, very quiet. Um, I'm not saying, you know, you spend like a drunken sailor or anything like that. Like Mike McCagnan, that was, you know, way too far on the other extreme, but I do think he needs to be a little bit more aggressive in both free agency and, in trades for acquiring a player, not trades of a player and acquiring assets, like using one of your billion mid-round picks and trade for a guy with who maybe has a big contract on a mm. team cap, you know, with some cap issues and get a little creative that way. Uh, so I think this is a fair concern or criticism from Kyle. I've I've got a name in mind for a trade. I was thinking this player might get released. But maybe it's more beneficial for us to trade for him. And let me let me pull it up just 
real quick so I, I'm aware of what I'm talking about, but I know this player is likely to be released. Yeah, I wouldn't trade for this. No, I'd wait for him to be released. Okay, so Amari Cooper um, has no more guaranteed money left on his contract. He's due – his next three cap hits are $22 million over the next three years. Um, if we traded for him, it would be $20 million, $20 million, $20 million. Um, he's a player that I would like the Jets to attempt to go after if he is cut because I don't think he's going to get anywhere near that number at this point. Um, and they may decide that they want to run it back with their first-round draft pick in CeeDee Lamb and uh, maybe retain Michael Gallup on a cheaper deal, even though he just tore his ACL. He should be back beginning of the season at some point next year. And they're in – I'm pretty sure the Cowboys are in cap hell. Let me – let me before I actually say that, let me – actually double check it because i'm pretty sure they're like way over for next year they um, might be remember the saints last year ryan remember the saints were 108 million dollars over the cap 50. and they figured it out yeah i think i think they're 50 they so right now the cowboys would have two million dollars because they're rolling over 15 they're below by 13 million for next year so a net of two it's going to cost them about 10 million to sign their draft class so they're gonna have to make some cuts and they have how many players they have under contract? Uh, Forty-two players under contract. So they got to sign eleven guys, plus uh, eleven guys plus their draft class, or eleven guys including their draft class. However you want to look at it. Um, I don't know. Kind of interesting. I like Cooper. I just uh, I don't like him at twenty million at all. No. No. Uh, let's see. I saw another one. Where's Pat? Pat Dunn drops in with super chat. Says, "Why do people think Becton is injury prone? It's a lazy argument." Agreed. He's not injury prone. He's just big. That's what it is. He got rolled up on and he's just a big dude trying to overcome an injury that, you know, is, is kind of, it's a weight bearing injury. Like your knee bears your entire weight. It's just kind of how it goes. I don't know, Matt, any thoughts on why people think Becton's injury prone? The beat. Yeah, there the it narrative. is. <laughs> they started the narrative. <laughs> that, that, that's it. He's fat, um, out of shape, lazy. I don't know. I, I, it is a, it is a lazy argument. If you used your eyeballs, he came into camp in really good shape, actually. Um, yep. The workout videos he was posting. Who's it? Duke Mayweather, I think. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Uh-huh. Uh, he looked like he was in phenomenal shape. Um, he played what 14 games last year and yeah he missed pretty much the entire year this year it, it sucks i was hoping he's gonna come back but setbacks happen he dislocated his kneecap as an offensive lineman like that that's not an easy thing to recover from uh i think he is back next year um and plays at a high level so uh, i'm not worried about Beckton. creamy what about you and the Beckton injury yeah, I mean, look, again, Matt just nailed it on on three or four different levels. I mean, the narrative was created uh, unfoundedly. Remember, Duke Mayweather, um, uh, Becton's trainer, in response to that narrative, put out those videos and said, there is literally no truth to what they're talking about. There was even that, that comment um, by one of the beat writers that uh, he's eating himself to death. That was the concern. They said he was 40 pounds overweight, which would mean that he's 405 pounds. That's what they're, that's what they were trying to tell us. Uh, so look, the injury sucks. I mean, he played at a pro bowl level last year. He was dominating. Uh, Matt put out that thing, the little clip of him kind of uh, taking Bosa to school. Remember that. 
uh, he uh, he handled Nick Bosa without a problem. And that's the guy that that we have, you know, and, you know, it's look, he got rolled on this year. We all wanted him back. He didn't come back. Nobody knows the real reason. And uh, I, I'm not worried. I think, hey, fine, let him rest. Let him get healthy for next year. Make sure he's doing the off, you know, the offseason stuff. And let's get our dominant tackle back next year. That's how I feel. Edward Ziff drops into the super chat. He says, what about Traylon Burks? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Burks is the Arkansas wide receiver. Okay. Love him. Yeah. Big fan of Burks. Big fan of Drake. I, I started doing a little bit of research into the wide receivers. And I would say uh, Williams, Traylon Burks, not in any particular order, but Williams, Traylon Burks, uh, London, and David Bell are probably the four receivers that I think kind of make sense for us, whether you're trying to go with a bigger body guy like Burks or London or someone maybe a little shiftier, I feel like David Bell's probably too close to like Elijah Moore and Braxton Berrios. But if they're looking to maybe have the tight end be the big guy, then maybe Bell sort of makes sense. Um, but I like Traylon Burks a lot. Uh, Matt, you've done any uh, work on Burks at all? Oh, yeah. He, um, so. When you look at the wide receivers at the top, uh, Drake London, I'll be honest, I, I like him. He's the USC receiver, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. I have to do a little bit more on him, but I'm very intrigued with what I have seen so far. With Traylon Burks compared to the two Ohio State guys and Jamison Williams, he isn't going to be a route technician, but he is going to go up and grab any jump ball. And he is extremely tough tough to tackle not because of his speed but like he almost runs like a like a tight end but mm -hmm. he's he's mm -hmm. six four with better with better speed so uh i feel like he would just be dominant with the ball going up and getting a huge red zone threat which the jets probably need that the most um but i understand that the jameson williams appeal because i think he has the highest ceiling of these wide receivers uh, and while he's not exactly like go up and high point a ball kind of a guy like uh burks is um I, I still could see the jets falling in love with him too but yes i like Traylon burks a lot Greenby, what about you know anything about Traylon burks yeah um you know i'm just in the early stages of kind of digging into these guys um but yeah i think burks is one of the guys i i really hope that we don't choose to go first round with our wide receiver but if we do i get it but so i'm looking at guys in the in the second round um and burks from what i'm seeing now is is ha has the potential to be a second round pick so i like him there i mean look it's a it's just the worst that we have to go ahead and think about a six foot three wide receiver again with the skill set that we already have in camp. I hate it. It bothers me on so many levels that we got to think about this again. But I do think that we should grab one. I I got into a conversation uh, yesterday or something about remember how we were all kind of scratching our head with what the Bengals did in the draft, you know, grabbing Chase over Sewell and yep. and all that sort of stuff. And uh, and it worked, man. I mean, it's like, you know what? I'd love to see our guy have just myriad weapons uh, that can take, you know, take a part of defense. So I think Burks would fit the bill. Yeah, he's someone that I, I would really like us to take a long, hard look at. And I'm kind of in that weird sort of situation of, okay, do you try to protect Zach Wilson with an offensive lineman, or do you try to get the, the weapon as well? And I don't think there's a Jamar Chase in this class. I don't think there's a, a Devonta Smith in this class. I don't think there's a Jalen Waddle in this class. 
I think last year's class of receivers was just kind of a, a step ahead. Um, but that doesn't mean it's, it doesn't have people that I think would fit us very well. And I think Burks is, is absolutely one of those types of players. Uh, Will Collins drops in the super chat says, am I crazy to think that you pay Mosley the money owed in the contract to show your younger players that results are rewarded? Uh, no, you're not the only person. Uh, if you are, other people aren't paying attention because you have to pay CJ Mosley this year, $17.5 million, because if you cut him, you got to pay him 20 million, <laughs> or at least your cap hit's going to be 20 million. So yes, you got to, got to pay CJ Mosley this upcoming year. And then maybe, well, not maybe you probably move on from him for next year. Uh, I like CJ. I just think he is uh, well beyond his prime at this point. Hmm. Um, let's see. Get some of this stuff off the screen. Uh, so Matt, do you have, Oh, hold on. I, I have mine. I'll, I'll share mine. Uh, Matt, what site did you use? Just so I know if I'm CBS. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to, I'll go to Walter football. It's not my most favorite of sites to use, but it's a fun one. Nonetheless. Um, let's see. Let's show it on the stream. Bam. All right. So let's see. They got Jacksonville. Oh, hold on. Let's let, let's do this first guys. If you're just tuning in, make sure you hit that like button for every 25 likes we get on this video. We're going to pick a qualifier to win a t-shirt at the end of this stream. Uh, stream ends at 10 o'clock. Right now I've got Christopher Merkovich, Tony G, Joe Lass, Kevin Benz, Lindells J, Adam Gase, uh, and SDA Jets. SDA Jets. You guys are all qualified for our t-shirt giveaway. And if you're listening to this after the fact, just drop a comment on this video and you'll be entered into next week's stream uh, giveaway as well. Oh, man, I'm trying to go through, <laughs> go through things. We're getting some some uh, super chat. So let's see if I can throw this back up here. Give me just a second here. Sneakers to boots, brother. Sneakers to boots says uh, Zach Wilson made lemonade out of oranges with a squad we sent him to battle with. Mosley balled out this year. If he does the same next year, contract worth it. Um, I don't think CJ Mosley's contract is going to be worth it next year unless the cap absolutely explodes. Seventeen and a half million dollars mm-hmm. is a ton of money to yep. pay a linebacker, and one that's not—I I can't tell if Mosley is hiding some deficiency deficiencies that we have on defense, or if he's kind of more of a liability in coverage. It could be something more on the safety. So I, I'm not exactly sure how to answer this, but I do think Zach Wilson did make lemons, uh, make lemonade out of oranges with the practice squad that we sent them out there with. And I do think Mosley has played better than I, I gave him credit for uh, this year. Matt, any thoughts on Mosley? Um, I think you have to bring him. I don't, I think early on in the year he was playing better. And then as the year has gone on, he's, I think he's kind of tired a little bit, which is expected. He hasn't played in basically two years. Mm-hmm. Um, you, I think you have to keep him around one, because it doesn't make sense, you know, cap wise to cut him and pay that huge hit. But also, you're just so thin at the position and you have so much cap space, you can survive it for another year or two. Greenbean, what about you? What do you think about Mosley and holding on to him? Yeah, I mean, look, I think uh, we can all be thankful that he didn't just get the money and kind of say, hey, I don't need to do, you know, to, to do anything. He's playing, man. I mean, he's playing. It looks like he's giving 100%, and, and I'm happy about that. I think he's trying to make the contract worth it. I don't know what he can do to make just under $18 million worth it, but at least he's doing that. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we're locked into them, so there's really no reason for next year, of course. I think the the following year we can have discussions with them, but maybe Joe Douglas tries to tries to lessen that number a little bit. Um, and CJ Mosley might be open to that. Um, so that would be interesting. But the truth is, is I love him. I think he's he's actually playing as hard as you would want somebody to play with that type of contract. And uh, and I would really love to pair him with a young cheap linebacker see it all makes sense draft a young linebacker you can get him on the cheap to, to you know to pair with mosley and then uh i'd like to see some young legs around him so we can start thumping people uh ryan sorry uh ryan antinori drops him in super chat says i think we go defense first round offense second and third then rest go defense i don't think you can necessarily plan it like that per se but i do think that we are going to focus on the defensive side of the ball this offseason. Um, I think more than likely you see some type of split in both rounds. I think you probably see an edge rusher go first. I think you probably see either a wide receiver or an interior offensive lineman go next. Then maybe you get a tight end um, and then maybe a linebacker, safety, something along those lines as well. Uh, Matt, if you had to work out something in your mind, ideally – where would you go with uh, your first four picks? Or what do you think about defense first round, offense second, third? Um, I, I, it's kind of hard to go in with that mindset. Like, I don't know. I think you have to be a little bit more flexible uh, than that. Uh, it very well, you know, could break that way. Like there's a world where you can go edge and linebacker, let's say. And then maybe you go wide receiver, tight end in round two two and you pick up an offensive lineman in round three and then you know round out from there it's possible but uh i think we see a little mix and match green bean what about you what do you think about first round defense second and third round offense uh well i am hoping that it breaks like that uh, at least in the first round i really would love to see some blue chip talent you know or at least first round premium type guys uh you know, get injected to our defense. Um, I agree with Matt. I mean, I think you, you know, it really does consist of seeing what's there and how it all breaks and all that. But just for fun now, I think um, getting a tight end and a wide receiver or your interior offensive lineman in the, in the second round would be smart um, because you can probably still get the top tight end with our second round pick. Uh, you know, I, I don't know how many are going to go in the first, if any. So I think that's still a good, place to get one of the tight ends if not the favorite tight end on your board so uh yeah I, I think it could go that way but like matt said i think a lot's got to be revealed before you can say that so here's an interesting trade situation from Dory z thank you for the super chat brother he says would you trade the seventh pick for atlanta's 10th and 45 so this is a situation where you want to be in front of carolina right now carolina has the sixth pick if you can somehow wind up in front of Carolina and Atlanta wants to trade up and get their quarterback in front of their division rivals, then I think that is a huge, huge advantage. And I would a hundred percent trade down from seven to 10 and pick up the 45th pick. No questions asked, you know, regardless mm, of who's on the board, I'm, I'm, I'm sliding back that far and I'm picking up that extra second round pick. Matt, how you feeling? Um, I would have to look at one of those charts things and maybe there needs to be more in like next year. Oh, let's see. Let's pull it up. Trade value. Let's do it. It feels cheap to me, Matt. It feels cheap. I I like the idea of picking up or moving back three spots and then picking up pick 45 also. 
All right, so seven is worth 1,500. 10 is worth 1,300. So a difference of 200 points. If we get pick 40, what is it? 45? Five. 45 would be 450 points. We would exceed what our current value of the seventh uh, overall pick would be. We would so, yes, still want more. 100% no. I would do that. So then, yeah. I got in my green bean got in my head. I my initial gut said yes, and then green bean started talking and he got it. <laughs> it still green feels bean, cheap. What are you, what, how are you feeling about this? I love a good trade, man. You know that. I would rather see us get a pick next year. You yes. know what I mean? For that, like slide down three spots, give us your first next year, uh, yeah. kind of a thing. Um, I would prefer that. But I mean, look, if the points are there. That's all well and good. But when somebody's coming up for their quarterback, they got to pay a premium for that. Um, so I think we could squeeze a little bit more out of that, in my opinion. But sure. Yeah, I think I would go so far as to say if you didn't want that 45th pick, I would give up another pick in some capacity later on. I'm talking like probably fourth, fifth, sixth to get a first next year or, you know, yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever it kind of costs. Like I'd rather more picks next year then more picks this year, but 10, if 1045 were the option, hundred percent, I'm doing it. Um, yeah, let's see. We got Keith dropping in with a super chat, man. You guys don't want us to go to the mock drafts. <laughs> I love it. Huh. Uh, Keith says, would you take Cowboys tight end Schultz? How many tight ends do you need to get? Yaboa is the only upside tight end. We have tight end position position possibly. Uh, what do you do? Um, look, I would, I would totally go for Schultz. I I've heard a lot of good things. A lot of people really like him. Um, I would say Schultz, OJ Howard, David Njoku, uh, Mike Kaziki, Sackerts. Look, there's, there's some options for you potentially in, in free agency. It just depends how much money you're willing to spend. I think someone like an OJ Howard or a David Njoku probably command a little bit less money. Um, but the Cowboys are going to be in a little bit of cap trouble. So I do think he winds up hitting the open market and I wouldn't be upset with that. That is like Matt said earlier, tight end is a position. I would like to sign one draft one. Uh, Matt, how do you yeah. feel about Schultz? Uh, he is the perfect fit for the jets because he is such a good blocker as well, which uh, they could really utilize that in this offense where guys like Mike Jacecki isn't really a tight end. He lines up as a big slot. He can't really block for anything. Um, so while like, yeah, that's a great name in the receiving game or the receiving aspect of tight end. I think what the jets are going to be looking to do in this offense, they need their tight ends to block a little bit. So Schultz is perfect for that. Uh, and then I would also draft one too, in like the second or the third round and have Kenny Oboa. He could be tight end three. I'm cool with that. Creamy. What about you? How are you feeling about Schultz? Well, I'll be real honest. I'm not all that familiar with his skill set, but I'm buying what Matt's selling right now. And that's, uh, Sounds good to me, but I do agree. I think grabbing one in free agency and bringing in a nice young, you know, early round pick would be fantastic with Yaboa sitting here uh, with his first full NFL offseason. He's, you know, look, he's had a beautiful progression this year, that guy. So practice squad, then he makes the roster, then he's playing special teams, then he, he gets a couple plays on the offense. He did well. Um, so I think um, he can be somebody that's on the upward ascension. And then, so bring in a vet and bring in another young guy. I'd love it. Guys, if you're just tuning in, make sure you hit that like button on your way in. Uh, 
lots of things to talk about. Make sure you get your thoughts heard. For every 25 likes we get on this video, we're going to pick a qualifier for our t-shirt giveaway at the end of this stream. So all you have to do, hit that like button. And if you're hanging out with us after the stream, make sure you drop a, a like and a comment to be entered for next week's shirt. Uh, and if you don't like watching the, the whole video aspect of this, we do have this available in podcast form. If you don't want to kill your phone battery, just head over to your favorite podcasting app and you'll be able to find uh, this over there. Uh, let's see. Where did I go? I just had something. Pat Dunn. Pat Dunn drops in with a super chat, says, Would you guys be surprised if a player slips and JD jumps back into the first, like around the 20s? Um, I would I would be a little surprised. But if we say, let's say we trade down from four, and then you have maybe a little bit more ammo to work with, and you want to jump up from whatever our second round pick is up to the mid-20s to get someone who's falling that you really like. I think that's fine, but I would not give up, say, like... My brother reached out to me, and he said something about, like, oh, N'Kobe Dean, like, if he's there at the end of the first, would you trade up for him? And I'm like, no, look, I'm not giving up two firsts. I'm not giving up a third. Like, I'm probably, like, I want to make picks in my top three rounds. I, I think we need so much talent that that would be yeah. important. Uh, but if you trade down, I'm all for trading back up to the first. Uh, Green Bean, what are your thoughts? Um, I completely agree with you. I think um, we need a lot of a lot of talent. Like we and, and we happen to have a lot of picks up top. I'd hate to use two or three of them, whatever, uh, to move up. Re you know, remember, we don't have any sixths and we don't have any sevenths. So whatever we're using to get up there is going to be relatively expensive. I'd rather just keep our picks. If you want to slide back a little bit and gain more capital from next year, uh, that's fine. Maybe throw in an extra seven so we can take a kicker later or something like that. I'm, I'm all good. I'd really like to see us stay away from trading up in this draft at all costs. Uh, Matt, what about you? What do you think about trading back into the first? Um, I'm kind of with Green Bean because, like you said, they don't have a, a, any sixth or sevenths to work with. So, um I think I'm kind of staying where I'm at with uh, with where we are in the drift. Uh, Edward Ziff. Edward Ziff drops in with a super chat, says, if I run, uh, if run game is dominant, that will free up Zach. Well, yeah, for sure. It definitely helps, but I think you need reliable pass catchers. If there's anything we saw this season, drops have really plagued us and prevented us oh. from having longer sustained drives. Um, so, look, we, we need a receiver for sure, but our run game, this team is going to be built through the run game, and I do think I thought Ty Johnson played well the other day. I think him kind of figuring out his drops uh, is something very helpful because I think he's a tough runner. I love what we get out of Michael Carter. I really like what we got out of Austin Walter. And I look, I if we bring back Tevin Coleman, I, our backfield's okay for me. I'm, I could kind of live with that uh, backfield across the board. Um, all right, let's jump into our mock drafts that we had pulled up. So. Let me switch us over to here. Okay, so this one is from Walter Football. And this is not one that I generally like doing because Walter Football tends to kind of be all over the map on things. They have Jacksonville going, Kayvon Thibodeau, number one overall. I get the feeling that the top offensive tackle, if that is Neil, I think that's where they go. I think they took two edge rushers in their last three or four drafts. It makes no sense not to protect your franchise quarterback, which maybe that means they are going to go edge because they are Jacksonville. Um, but I would be very surprised if they went edge rusher over protecting their franchise quarterback. Detroit with Aiden Hutchinson, I think makes a ton of sense. Uh, Houston taking Carl Loftus at number three. So you're having three edges go. 
at the top of this draft with the Jets taking Stingley at number four. I'm not doing that. I'm not touching that with a 10-foot pole. If they have the Giants taking – okay, so it looks like this was the lineup before this past week's slate of games. So the Jets have the sixth pick in this situation. So I'll I'll get into that in a second. But they have Kenny Pickett going number five to the Giants. I'd be calling everyone – or listening in the calls, either way, I'm moving out of four. Like, I'm sorry, I'm either taking Neil or I'm moving down. I'm not making uh, Derek Stingley the pick there. Matt, if you see the board kind of fall like this with Thibodeau, Hutchinson, Karloftis, what are you doing at number four? Neil, I think. Yeah. yeah what I about think... you, Green Bean? Sorry, go ahead. What am I doing there? Um, hmm, that's interesting. Probably take a defensive tackle. Stop it. Matt, I know you had something. Um, I, I, yeah, I might grab the linebacker. I mean, I I would grab Hamilton if he, if the, if the medicals check out and stuff like that, I would grab Hamilton for sure. Okay. Okay. Matt, what about you? You look like you had something more to say. No, I was just going to say, I, I'm a big proponent of, uh, Carl Loftus, but if the, if three edges go right in a row, then I don't know how you don't take Neil at that point. Yeah, that would, that would be, you take Ojabo up there. I don't know. That feels a little rich for me. I would say with the uh, with the, well, I guess the sixth or seventh pick is what they're they're kind of looking. So they have Pickett going quarterback uh, number five to the Giants. Uh, they did say they're going to hold on to Daniel Jones, uh, but I don't buy that for a friggin' minute. I think they're trading for a quarterback or they're going to try and draft one at the top of this draft. Um, I could see them holding off and signing Wilson during the draft. Possibly. I could see a situation kind of like that as well. Uh, so they have the Jets at number six, taking Jermaine Johnson, the edge from Florida State. Uh, the Jets have, uh, haven't possessed a great edge rusher in quite some time. It appeared uh, That appeared to change in the wake of Carl Lawson signing, but suffering a season-ending injury. Even with his return next year, the Jets could use another player uh, to put pressure on the quarterback on the opposite side. I'll be honest, I have not watched anything of Jermaine Johnson. So I cannot speak intelligently about this, but I do think edge rusher based on what we did with our first pick is absolutely where I'd go here. Ojibo is kind of the one just that I have watched that I would go look at. But uh, Matt, do you know anything about Jermaine Johnson? Um, From my understanding, I think he's like a late first, early second kind of guy. So this seems oh, crazy high for him. Walter football is a pain in the ass. Greenbean, what about you? How are you feeling about this pick? I think it's silliness. Um, I think that's a major reach. Um, and look, we still have the combine and all that kind of stuff to see what guys do and where they shake out. But I think, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a bad move. I've seen him uh, rated somewhere in the in the twenties, like or or like late teens as far as edge rushers go. So check this out. Walter Football has three quarterbacks going in the top ten. They have Kenny Pickett, number five, to the Giants. Malik Willis. Uh, from Liberty, number seven to the Panthers, and Atlanta Falcons taking Matt Corral. So if I'm looking at this, mm. the way this board has fallen, I would trade out of, I mean, you might get me to trade out of four and six or four and seven to leapfrog. I'm not like, I want some blue chip players, but dude, if like, if you're sitting in front of quarterback needy teams and quarterbacks could go that high, trade the hell back. Absolutely. Uh, I'm just curious to see where they wind up having people go. They have Ojibo at 11 
Hamilton at 13, I could see that that feels like where you'd want to take the first safety, but if he's generational, obviously he could go a little bit higher. Um, let's see, pick 17 through 32. By the way, so, Jermaine Johnson wasn't in the first round in my mock. Well, so so that in your mock that you have? No, in the CBS you, one. You went in the uh, first. Well, that, that's what I meant, in the CBS one. Uh, yeah. They have Drake Jackson, 19. So let's see, where are we? 18, 17, 18. Um, Devin Lloyd. Linderbaum goes 21 to the Dolphins. Jamison Williams to the Pats. I think that makes a ton of sense for them. You wind up bringing in the same kind of situation that Burrow and – actually, no, Jameson Williams. Was he on Alabama last year or was he on Ohio State last year? He, I don't mm, – Was I don't it two know. years ago he was Ohio State? This is – that's a good question. He transferred. I don't know when he transferred. So it, it depends if he played with Mac Jones or not because that would be just like a Burrow-Chase kind of situation. I don't think he lasts to 21, though. No, neither do I. I would be very surprised. I think this is a, a horrible draft. Um, there's Traylon Burks going to Detroit at 27. Yeah, he, was at Ohio, he was at Ohio State in 2020, by the way. 2020. Okay, so he did not play with uh, Mac. With Mac Jones at all. Um, there's David Bell going number 32. Okay, let's take a look at the second round, see what they have the Jets going. Top of this round. Uh, Alave, Brandon Smith, linebacker, Penn State. I like that one. Yeah, I like I like linebacker. I'm fine with that. Greenbean, how are you feeling about linebacker here? Where are you? Where are you though? Oh, that's the second. Yeah, man, hell yeah. Brandon Smith is somebody I like too. Hell yeah. Penn State linebackers, they just seem to linebacker. You did Ryan freeze now. I froze, or maybe that was Ryan. It was. It wasn't just me. No, I think we're. I think we're good, and Ryan's frozen. Hey, everybody! Oh, oh no! Oh. I wonder if we're still live. Can you keep your eye? Uh, let me get us back on stream. Bam! 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 Sorry, I don't know what the heck just happened. Um, okay. So what okay. do you think, Matt? What do you think of Logan Hall? Or not Logan Hall, but edge rusher. So we're taking two edges in our top four picks. Logan Hall. I I, I I don't like this mock draft at all. I'd be very upset if they took two edges in the top forty. I that would be very upsetting to me. I didn't realize I zapped off the screen and I just saw because there's a lag on like the YouTube thing that I have. There's like a thirty second delay, and I just saw that you two were like on screen and I was gone. Yeah, we yeah. were like, I wonder if yeah. we're gonna, and then it went boop. <laughs> it's, I know, it's like that last time I we guess did. Not. We were like, oh, where the heck did Ryan go? Oh, he just texted me. He said we're still on air, but he doesn't know how it happened. <laughs> yeah. Cut dead. That was great. Yeah, uh, Greenby, what that do you think great. about two edges in the first four picks that we have? Yeah, I mean, look, I think we probably could spread that around a smidgen, um, but if they did it, it would show an effort to rectify probably the most necessary aspect of the defense. The defense doesn't work without it. So seeing them take an extra swing for it, um, while I do agree with Matt, I, I think we probably have more stuff to do, but I would get it. I think I would understand it. It would also show that maybe Ronald Blair, Vinnie Curry, those guys, they're not bringing them back, and uh, we're just going with the Young Bucks. 
you know? That's probably a good way to word that. Uh, Matt, you got your mock draft queued up? Yes, I do. All right. Uh, if you want to share your screen, it should Ooh, pop up on my side. Uh, I understand. Let's proceed. Is going to share that? I understand or... the sound of the porn playing in the background will be heard from everyone. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> okay. uh, let's see. Okay, here it is. All right. Bam. What we got, Matt? Okay. Evan Neal as the first pick. All right. That makes sense. I yeah. I I don't think that they yep. do that. Really? What do you think? What do you think the, the Jags do at the top? Here? Um, I think that they take Kayvon Thibodeau. You think they add a third edge in three years? Yeah. Like four years? I yeah. I, I do. God damn. That see, that's exactly what UCF Jaguar told me too, because I was reaching out to him and he's just like, now nah, we're going edge. I don't yeah, like it. I, I just think those one it'll be one of Hutchinson or Thibodeau in my in my opinion. I think more than likely it would be Thibodeau, but um I just think those two guys are a, a, a cut above that's all see i for me i think i'm looking at this and i'm thinking like you know what depending on who the head coach is that goes into jacksonville will decide if this is an edge rusher or an offensive lineman because yeah. if it's someone like mccagnon it's an edge rusher or a defensive lineman yeah um defensive tackle <laughs> uh, dude that's just it it's like but I feel like offensive lineman is where you would want to focus the majority of your assets because of the high first overall pick you took with Trevor Lawrence. Greenman, what are your thoughts on Evan Neal going one? Yeah, well, I mean, look, this is what I hope happens. And I think you're right, Ryan. Like if they hired, for example, Byron Leftwich uh, for their head coaching job, I think it's going to be Neal. Like they're going to focus on protecting Lawrence and and all that. If they get a defensive guy like may a la Todd Bowles, maybe, maybe they bring him in. I think Matt's got it. I think like I th he's gonna find it too difficult to bypass the guys that are probably up, you know, they're the real blue chippers of the draft, and Hamilton can be considered that by a lot of people. But um, so I think if it's a defensive guy, we have more of a chance of seeing one of the edge rushers go off the board. If it's an offensive coach, I think it's likely that they'll go with uh, a tackle. Rusty Spooner says, this is why God invented the devil's lettuce for the mock drafts. Uh, <laughs> that is my favorite term for is that right? I have ever heard. Uh, the devil's lettuce is devil's just one of my lettuce. favorite, favorite things. Um, all right, Matt, who we got going number two then? Aiden Hutchinson. Okay, that makes sense. Number three, the Quanu. Wow, that's see, so. I've been Two kind tackles. of following all my mocks on on Tankathon, and I know that's probably not the best way to do it because they're not really like a mock draft site. Um, but that is definitely the highest I have seen him go. Uh, what are your thoughts on tackle at three for the uh, for the Texans? Um, I I think that they could absolutely they could do it. I I would. With how this board is breaking, I would think that Thibodeau would be the pick, right? For for them. Like You're I'm surprised saying, that they go Aquanu. Yeah, I, I would think so as well. I would think Edge would make more sense than tackle for them. I heard rumors that they might think about trading Tunsil. I don't that that feels weird to trade after giving up two firsts for him. But I guess you have a different GM head coach situation. Totally different crew, right? Yeah, oh. yeah that's true. Matt, show us Kayvon Thibodeau at number four. Yeah, that would make sense, right? Uh, 
Charles Fuck! Cross. What? Charles <laughs> Cross. There it is. The hell that is makes so much sense. I I don't know. I hate, hate it. it. <laughs> hate I hate it. On an infant punching rampage. If if this happened. Look at that. Oh. Prospect rank 29. That's. Uh, yeah. Why not? Okay. Let's, yeah. Move down. Let's see something else. You know what this is? You know what this is, guys? This is more national media taking shots at the Jets. That's all this is. It's a veiled. It's a it's a kick in the balls on purpose by design. See? Oh God. Oh my it's God. It's working. Uh real quick. <laughs> yeah. John, John Wahidi says, would you guys replace Ulbrick with Zimmer or Fangio? I'm gonna say no. And I've been pretty high, not high on Ulbrick, but um high on the idea that we didn't spend our last two off seasons of premium assets on defense. The guys we brought in before, Joyner, Lawson, Curry, Blair, all out. Haven't seen them play to help us go from a 3-4 defense to a 4-3 defense. You wind up trading away Leonard Williams and Jamal Adams, both the right moves, don't get me wrong, but you're losing additional talent from that side of the field. Not to mention all the injuries. We have 26% of our salary cap on IR. That is the highest in the NFL. So for me, I would say I am not giving up on Ulbrich right now because of how little we have done to support him. I think you'd be cutting off your nose to spite your face. Uh, Matt, let's slide down to pick five. What are we looking at? Now we start to make some sense. God! Someone oh, yeah, hit I know. Yeah. Could right. you imagine if it broke like that? I would lose it. Dude, oh, I would... Oh, God, I would... you. Our draft stream would light up like hey. a goddamn Christmas tree. And for good reason. Oh, absolutely. Oh, my God. Who who we got at seven? Yeah. Or five or six, I mean. Six. Matt Corral. All right. Let's oh, – dude, I want I want to screw the Panthers in the worst way. <laughs> I want someone to trade up <laughs> in front Darnold. of both the Giants. There it is. That makes sense. Yep. I like it. I think that makes sense, too. All right. Ready? That makes sense. Who we got? Sam's done. Done. That's like the worst draft I've ever seen, man. You did this on purpose. Yeah, I did. See, now you just you you're driving for clicks. That's that's what yeah. this is. <laughs> this is no, I do not want Stingley. Look, I can wrap my head around Stingley at the Seattle pick. I can I can wrap my head around it, but only if we're getting an edge at the top. I don't want to. I don't know. I this is, this is Derek Stingley. Yeah, that would be blow steam out my ears. I don't want Stingley at all in the first round. All right. Should we do you want to go through the rest of this? Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. Does it go to the second round at all? Um, No, it's the whole first round. It doesn't do uh, let's see what's going on. Oh, of course the Giants get Karloftis and fucking Linderbaum. Go kick Rot or no, they get Thibodeau and Linderbaum. Yeah, Thibodeau and Linderbaum. I would yeah. be very, very upset. You know how many Jets fans would jump off a roof if that oh happened? I'd be throwing my computer out my window over here. <laughs> God dang it. Okay. Let's see what else is going on. Pickett, Hamilton at not, at 10. Booth. Garrett Wilson, first receiver off the board at 12. Okay. Minnesota going wide receiver with that doesn't Adam, make any sense to me with, at all. Are they getting rid of Thielen? Yeah. Like, is he like up for a contract or too high of a cap hit or some shit? I don't. I don't think so. I, it feels completely wrong <laughs> for, for them to do that. that. 
strange. Karloff, our boy Karloftis at 13 to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Nicobe Dean, 14. Jamison Williams to the Saints. That would be dynamic. Mm-hmm. Ojibo to the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Malik Willis to the Steelers. Kair Elam to the Raiders. Another first-round receiver for the Eagles. Uh, I could, you know what I heard? I heard someone recommend a trade of Rager for Denzel Mims, and I would do that in a heartbeat. 100% in a heartbeat. I wouldn't. Oh, dude, Rager I don't. Sucks. Look, we're not, dude, we're not <laughs> using him. I would much <laughs> rather train, change the scenery Rager. I feel like Rager fits the um, yeah, does shifty, fit. smaller guy better than, you know, some other. Yeah. So if an area you're not resigning. Show us you can develop them. No, no, no. I'm, I'm re-signing Braxton Barrios, but if I have to give up Mims for like a fourth-round pick or for Rieger, I'm taking Rieger because the upside, 100%. If that pushes yeah. Barrios down the list a little bit, or if you have to do different formations for it, I'm okay with it. But I'm not. I don't want to take a fourth for Mims if I can get Rieger. How tall? Jalen Rieger's got to be like five nine too, right? He's small. he is. He's small. He's definitely not yeah. very big. Yeah, he's a small guy. But would you rather take a fourth round pick for Mims instead? Yes, because really? then I would use that elsewhere. Because then yeah, you I have, would. yeah, me too. Okay. You're gonna, you're gonna have... Yeah, I thought it was interesting. I was like, oh, okay. You know what? I didn't even think of Rager, but I would, I would prefer Rager. Well, I'd prefer Mims just play well. So, yeah, I would. I yeah, just... I think. Look, you got to push reset. Yeah, I would prefer to him to remember how to play football. Oh, sorry. But... That was just, I don't know, bizarre sophomore year. <laughs> what else we got? It man? is the weirdest. Roger McCreary, uh, Kenyon Green, Kendrick, uh, Traylon Burke. Uh, the, Arizona, they have a million receivers. <laughs> well, so Kirk is a free agent. AJ Green was on a one-year deal. So, I mean, maybe if they don't want to bring back Green, but that feels like a... Very odd situation. I don't get that at all. Gardner. Yeah, they've been okay. drafting receivers every year, though, man. They've been drafting receivers every year, more than one, too. So maybe we're behind the curve. Maybe we have maybe. to go receiver early on. And that's like, you know, the, it runs through the offense, right? Cowboys go linebacker again. So interesting. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Dot. Dots RIP. And Jabril, they Brown. still have Jabril Cox too. Oh, Dots. oh yeah, we never even talked about Antonio Brown tonight. Shocked. Or about the Eccles ball signing too. There's the two things we didn't touch on. Um. Okay, and that's how they round it out. But that yeah, that mock draft. That's rough. Not my favorite. All right, let's see. Here, here's the one I just pulled up. So they got Jags going Hutchinson. I look I, for for some reason I would really like Hutch to go to the Lions because he's that. Michigan yeah. guy like that's just sort of where yeah. I like my ideal storytelling brain would like to, to see that go uh Thibodeau to the makes Lions sense. what was that I said it makes sense I'm with you yeah right like it's kind of I don't know it's fun to keep the hometown guy in state uh Evan Neal at three for Houston that's kind of I feel like those are the top three picks that, that are sense. a lot of mock drafts then they have sense. the Jets going uh Kyle Hamilton uh, I have no problem with this, I guess, like, because you're probably not mocking <laughs> trades or anything, but I would like to see what goes on for a trade. 
they have Giants taking Carl Loftus at oh. number five. I'd be pretty upset. And then Stingley yeah. at six. Like, I, I'm sorry, I'm not going back to back defensive backs at all in Hamilton and Stingley. Like, I. I'll say this. Stingley is the player I do not want for the Jets. And I, I saw another YouTuber that was talking like, oh, yeah, Jets take Stingley. That makes a lot of sense. I'd be like, no. <laughs> no, as I started ranting on his channels. I'm so sorry. But, like, no, don't do it. Greenby, what are your thoughts on Stingley and Hamilton? Uh, I see the logic. Uh, I see it. It's not what I would like to see. I mean, I understand Grab and Hamilton there. If the if the edge rushers are gone, the real blue chip edge rushers, Karloftis, you can make a case, but his numbers are significantly different. Um, so uh, you know, a lot of people don't like him. Uh, so I think it makes sense, but then following that with Stingley does not make sense. Although, I mean, it does make sense, but I don't think it makes sense for us and what we're going to do. And personally, I don't like it. I'm halfway in. Dude, look at the Giants draft. Karloftis and Linderbaum. Like, that's that's exactly what I feel like I would want. And then you got Corral going at number seven. So this must be another one, because the Jets, I think, are sitting at seven, right? Or are we at, are we at seven or six? I thought we were at seven. Seven, right? We are seven. Okay, so this one's a, a week old too. So I'm, I'm just bad at picking mock drafts. Um, they have Corral going seven. I look, I'm trading out of six, and I'm trading out of four. Like if this is the situation, but I would want an edge rusher, hundred percent. Matt, what are your thoughts on Stingley and Hamilton? Um, with Karloff, this sandwich in the middle, that was like a personal attack on me. I feel like <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't um, yeah, I, I, I would be. I don't know. I, I would I would question Joe why Joe Douglas decided to go that route. And I know this is out of context too, because like it doesn't include free agency, but just sure. looking at the context of just this draft, then I'd be a little upset, I think. Matt, while I'm scrolling yeah. through the rest of this, can you pull up another mock draft that you like? Well, I got I got one. Ooh, Green Beans got oh, one. Yeah, okay. Green bean. All right. Yeah, so we you got guys forgot. four Traylon Burks to the Bills at twenty five. Kenyon, wow, Kenyon, that's the farthest I've seen Kenyon Greenfall down to 27. Um, oh, yeah. Lions taking Howell at 28. That doesn't feel right. I think, I think, uh, Goff is their quarterback you know next year and they're pulling the trigger next year. Yeah, I don't know, though. That makes sense, though. Like, if you're going to have a guy in here that you like, you don't trade up or anything to get him. You don't use the first overall or second sure. overall pick to get him. Let him sit behind Goff for a year. Yeah. Or six games, eight games, whatever it is. It makes sense. Yeah, if you love them, I get it. Um, I feel like end yeah. of the first round is is a weird situation for quarterbacks, at least since the rookie pay scale has been in a, into effect. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess Lamar was a late-round pick, right? So could be the same. All right, Greenbean, let's see what you got. Okay. All right. So it's also CBS, but it's not the one that Matt picked. Okay. All right, let's Wait, take a look see at me? It. Who's going number one? All right, here we go. Uh, we got Kayvon Thibodeau for number one to Jacksonville. Okay. okay. Seems, you know, then Aiden Hutchinson. So they're gone. Just like that. Yep. It's over. You know what I mean? One, two. Uh, Derek Stingley okay. to, the, to the Texans. That's the highest. I like that. Seen, I was, was going to say that's the highest I've seen Stingley go. If this is the top three, without looking at what four is right now, I'm looking at Neil. I think 
Neil or Karloff. Evan Neil. One of those two would be my pick. Yeah, me too. So Neil or Karloftis. Okay. Oh, there it is. All right, all right. Karloftis. So there he is. We get an edge rusher. Whether you like him or not, we got a top five edge rusher in the house. So there you go. The Giants follow that with the with the tackle. People are calling him Icky, I hear. That's something I've heard. Oh, look at this. Okay. I could totally get down with this. I like this. See? Guy. This I is would. smart. This makes sense. Even though I'm not, I don't feel the need for a tackle like a lot of other people, but it's smart. It makes sense. So makes who's sense. at number seven? Is it a quarterback? Yeah. Dude, I'm moving out of seven or I'm moving out of six. Like I, I like, I like Neil. I, I would not be upset with these picks, but I'm trying to find another team like Atlanta to move in front of Carolina. If this is what we're looking at. Totally. You got to let them know. Hey, dude, it's happening. Yeah, this dude. is your chance. Yeah, hey, you want to flip this is your back? Chance. You want to jump up one pick? Give us a third round pick. You can hop up to six. We'll drop down to seven, hundred percent, all day. Totally. That's now, right. That- so look, then we got the Giants. The Giant Kyle Hamilton makes it to pick six with the or eight. I'm sorry, with the Giants. What was their first look at this pick? position rank first prospect rank well, first. What was the this Giants' is their first? first? Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I, Icky. Icky, okay. The tackle. That's not crazy, I guess. No. So then we got Washington comes in with, there he, there's our boy, Chris Cross, or Charles Cross, I mean. <laughs> Chris Cross. Uh, then, yeah, Mac Daddy make you jump, jump. Remember that song? Jump, jump. Uh, Jameson Williams going to the foul. Really? I guess they're yeah okay they're just they're just fortifying behind Matt Ryan that's what they've decided to do. Well, you don't know what's going on with Cal. Oh, there he goes, Devin Lloyd. Ridley may not play again. Who knows, dude? If he's got something serious going on, and who else they got? They got Gage and they got Patterson right now. But Patterson needs a contract. Well, and you you took Pitts last year. He's electric. Sure, you know he's good. I guess they love Matt Ryan and they uh, don't Devin Lloyd. And there's Sauce Gardner at 12 to the Vikings. It makes sense. And then I this Liberty quarterback thing. Truth is, I haven't watched much of them, but it just seems odd. Yeah. At a quarterback Liberty. from Liberty. You know? Liberty. Liberty. Uh, Browns. Oh, there's Linderbaum, everybody. There goes everybody's boy. Pick 14. That makes sense. Yep. And then the Steelers grab, ooh, a quarterback. There it is, a quarterback. Ben Roethlisberger walks off into the sunset. Did you guys watch the game last night? Yo, friggin', no. uh, I was on with Blewett last night, and he had, he was going against Fryermuth. He was up by 16 points. So he, and he was winning, like, I'm talking four digits worth of money right now. And he texted me <laughs> as soon as the game ended. Dude, I won! I got so friggin' blew it. Wound up winning his fantasy league yesterday. Wound up winning four digits. Good for but him. But he was going against Fryermuth, or he going had against Fryermuth. He was going against. He was up by sixteen points. The most Fryermuth had ever scored this year was like eighteen points. I think is what he was saying. Wow, interesting. Well, good Shut for up. him. That's good news, right? Hell yeah, that's good news. 
Uh, Jordan Davis, defensive line to the Chargers. The Raiders come out and grab Garrett Wilson, wide receiver. The Ravens get Darian Kennard. Another tackle. That's four tackles, is it? I think, or three. Mm-hmm. And there's Kenyon Green at 19. Look at the Eagles with the, 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 the package of picks. And then they take a linebacker, Drake Jackson. I didn't see N'Kobe Dean yet. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Drake Jackson is more of an edge rusher, though. So he's my 3-4 outside linebacker, but he's also hand in the dirt. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, Trevor Penning, line for the Dolphins. They need it. Chris Olave, pick 22 to the Pats. There's N'Kobe Eesh. Dean. There he is, the Eagles. Trent McDuffie, I like him. Mm-hmm. I like him in the second. You know what I mean? I mean, if he doesn't make it, he doesn't make it, but I would I would look at him in the second if he was there. Uh, Elam, another cornerback for Buffalo. Why not? Darian Kendrick, another one. There's and there's Traylon Burtz. That's Matt's boy. From now on, that's your boy. Uh, Trayvon Walker, defensive line. Drake London, another one. Here come the wide receivers. Yep. Oh, yeah. Dallas with another uh, wide receiver. That tells me they're yeah, cutting Dotson. Cooper. That right? Hey, it Ojibbo, might mean that. Ojibo all the way at thirty-one. Damn man, I'm I must I mean, be totally off up. on my values because maybe Ojibo is not worthy of a top ten pick. I just well for the maybe. Jets, it'll it would be tough because he's more of a stand-up rusher, so you'd be converting him to a defensive end, which frightens me a touch. Mm, okay, totally It doesn't always work out, man. Oh, definitely not. Doesn't always work. All yeah, right. there he is. And George Pickens. And then now uh, Baker Mayfield's getting traded to the Texans or something. <laughs> That's what they're saying. I, well, he was at Texas Tech, right? So I guess maybe there's a, some sort of situation. If I were the Browns, I would not be paying Baker Mayfield a lot of money. I would either let him play out his contract and franchise him a la Kirk Cousins, or I'd be looking really hard at Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers this offseason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy that somebody's going to get, you know, Russell Wilson not in the in the you know for the Seahawks is going to be weird. Aaron Rodgers not in Green Bay is going to be wacky. Where do you think they wind up going? I I still feel Russell to New York fits the yeah. best. And man, I would love to like. I mean, I guess they probably get Daniel Jones in that package. But man, I would love to trade out of like four or six or four and seven, whatever it is, and allow another team to jump the Seahawks to get their quarterback. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I, I, I don't have anything against the Seahawks, but I have everything against the Seahawks because Jamal. Adams. Yeah, yeah, totally. Dude. You want to see, and we play them next year too. How great would it be for them to be dead smack in the middle of a complete tear down? And we go in there, smack Jamal Adams around with our young bursting team. Wouldn't that be great? Seriously. I love it. I'd love it. Our buddy Sack Exchange jumps in with a last second super chat, says, hey, brothers, just want to say hi, contribute to the channel, keep up the good work. Thank you so much, brother. Sack Exchange, one of the most generous people uh, that we've come across on the channel. Hey, there was one more super chat. He didn't put a question, but he, you got it. His question is here. Barney uh, Miller? Barney did. Yeah, Barney, did, did you see his question? Did we do it? I didn't see the question. I threw it up on the screen. Hold on. Let me see if I can yeah. What was the question? He was, you know where it is. he was saying, yeah, I, I'm going to paraphrase now. I had it, but I lost it. 
He said, do you think we're going to trade back for more picks in the draft? Um, I, I think that's what he Depending said. on how the board breaks, I would absolutely trade back, but I don't mind trading back for next year's picks because we have nine picks this year. Um, so, yeah, I, I would trade back in certain situations, but I would prefer next year's picks to this year's picks. Yeah, I agree. I would rather get – and look, if you can get a sixth or seventh thrown in, you know, in that back end, just to get a jump on the undrafted free agent class, I'd like that too. But yeah. next year's pick would be the way for me. Matt, what about you? How are you feeling about trading down? I, I, I kind of want to take these high. Well, I mean, it depends on the situation, but I, I'm, I kind of want to take some of these high end talent guys instead of moving back. So if you're looking at, let's say whoever your top three picks are, are off the board. Do you have a fourth one that you feel comfortable enough pulling the trigger on? Like is Carl Loftus that guy? At four. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. Fair enough. All right, boys and girls, we've reached the end of our stream. So we get to give out a t-shirt. Uh, Green Bean, could you go to last week's stream that we had? I'm going to have you pick five names. Pat Dunn drops in with a super chat says, great show tonight, guys. Thank, Thank you, Pat. Pat. Yeah. We like you, Pat. You can stay around for a little bit. I know. Um, and then we got Matt. Could you go to go to yesterday's stream for me for uh, with me and Blue? Let's let's pick five people from that stream as well. Edward Ziff says, "Who's a good edge next year?" Uh, we've talked about him, Ed. You know it. Come on, Karloftis, Ojibo, Drake London. Is it Drake London? Drake no, Jackson. Dope. Drake Jackson. Jackson. Um, yeah. Carlos Hutchinson. Hutchinson. Right. We got a whole bunch. Then there's some hitting free agency like Chandler Jones, um, Von Miller. I don't know. We, we're gonna have a gonna have a few options, but top of the draft feels like where we'd want to go. Uh Green Bean, you got five names for me? Sure. All right, fire away. We got Clifford Surrett, S-E-R-R-E-T-T. Clifford. How do you spell last name? S as in Sam, E-R-R-E-T-T. Okay. We have Mark Ferraro, F-E-R-R-A-R-O. Okay. Jessica Moore, M-O-O-R-E, 82711. Okay. Chrono Kenny. C-H-R-O-N-O. -O. Kenny. Chrono Kenny. Yep. Okay. And B, the you know, the letter B, Bulldog Daddy. Nice. All right, Matt, give me five names. Casey Smooth. Huh, there he is. Smooth. He must be subscribed to Manscaped. Next. Got to be. Uh, <laughs> this, is, oh, this, is a, this is a good name, Kadeem Prescott. Kadeem, Kadeem with an M at the end. All right, Dean Prescott. All right, okay. Elaine Chen. Elaine Chen. All right. Paul Waterson. 
Paul Watterson. New, right. Jersey, New Jersey, the super trucker. <laughs> New Jersey, the super trucker. I needed two lines for that. That's ridiculous. All right, <laughs> boys and girls, here we go. We're doing some odds and evens. Three, two, one. All right, we got evens. Evens across the board. All right, odds or evens. Three, two, one. Going odds. All right, three, two, one. Seven, eight, we're going evens. Let's go. Huh. All right, we are down to three names. Three names. Chat, give us a number in the chat. The first number that pops up, we're going to use three. Two, one. Matt, green bean. Oh. Oh, I thought you said the chat. You are. You love the chat, no. but yeah. But but we usually add it up. Okay, we got four. What was it? 48. Oh, fuck you, Matt. But <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, what were your number? We were even? One. Okay, we were even, and then there was a two. Okay, so we're going evens. Ooh, we get one more shot. We're down to Joe Lass. And New Jersey, the super trucker. All right. All right. First number after Braden Bathwaite plus whatever we wind up calling. <laughs> it's a 69. <laughs> I'm not mature enough to handle this. Green bean number. What? All right. We got evens plus 69. We're going odds. All right. So New Jersey, the super trucker. <laughs> You're going to wind up winning yes. our T-shirt for tonight. Reach out to me nice. on one of our, my social media channels, jetstalk247 at gmail.com or one of my other social media channels. I'll get your information. Boys, this has been a great stream. Let's go around the horn, give our closing thoughts. Green Bean, any last thoughts for our panel? Yeah, man. Good show, guys. Sorry about the glitches in the beginning. I'm glad I got past it so I can hang with you guys. But everybody in the chat, we do the After Hours Jets Fest at 10.30 following this stream over on Green Bean Jets Fan. Everyone is welcome. We have a good time in there. We usually hang out till about midnight. See you there. Matt, any last words for our panel? One more week, and then the best time of the year for us starts, the off-season, baby. Yeah, we're the champs. We love <laughs> the off-season, boys and girls. Boycott <laughs> the beat. Make sure you tune in and support your independent Jet content creators. If you want to check out a shirt, make sure you head over to Match Channel, pick up one of these sweet shirts. Uh, boys, it's been a lot of fun flying with you tonight. My name's Ryan. This is Jets Talk signing off. J-E-T-S.